Hi there and welcome to the latest edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast which is brought to you by fans for fans eh, and where the content is absolutely free. It is episode 177 of the flagship show here on a Sunday. I'm your host tonight, eh, I'm Colin Armstrong. As I say every week guys, it's not just the pod that we have here at Jersnet. If you go onto the website, eh, you'll find forums, articles, Frankie's got his social media obviously, eh, there's, a, there's a quality history, history archive on the site as well if you go on there. As we say every week, if, if you could promote the pod and subscribe to our YouTube channel, eh, we've had a very successful week. Unfortunately, a, a, a huge chunk of that has probably eh, been gloating Tim's. But, you know, the YouTube channel is monetized, so we'll take the extra tenner or whatever it is we got for... Eh, eh, it was like over 60,000 hits we had last week with the, the various content that we provided. Eh, so, yeah, a good week. We just wish it was in better circumstances. So, yeah, put the word out there for us. Hey, time to bring in my guests. Hey, I've got John McCallum and Gary Valentine. John, how are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm well. Yeah. Um, Sunday night, 4-0 victory. It's going to be it's going to be all sweetness and light tonight, isn't it, Colin? <laughs> yeah, that's one way of putting it, yeah. I've not been very positive about Rangers this week. I must admit, I was just scunnered after last Sunday. There's a few of them in that team. I'm like, that's it. I'm done with them. I'm done with them. I'm <laughs> done with him. I'm done with him. Getting rid of them all. Uh, but I was, I was seeing the day, it was like four months, it's like the first time since 1972 or something we've scored four goals at Paisley. There you go. Uh, that's a good start. I have no comeback yeah. to that. First nine no. times since 1972. Well, of course, what else happened in 1972? Well, there we go. There, 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 it's clearly an omen. It's, it's an omen, yeah, because uh, Rangers had a shite domestic year that year as well. So you never know. Uh, given what I've seen over the last week and a bit, I doubt it, but you never know. Uh, and we've also got Gary. How are you, Gary? I'm not bad, Colin. Enjoy your yeah. meet-up to Ibrox yesterday? I did. That's what I was saying to them off air. It was my mum and dad's 40th anniversary today, so congratulations to them. So they invited us uh, over for a, a meal to help celebrate with them. Yeah, you had the wee man there as well, I noticed. Aye, the, the wife's at uh, the Algarve on a Hindu, so I've been flying solo in the parenting stakes for the first time this weekend. So <laughs> It's been an experience. What's a shitty nappies to deal with? Aye, aye. Uh, been there, been there. Aye. Like all young fathers, Gary left alone with his son for the first time, takes him to Govan and buys him a radio <laughs> trip. And it's, it, it's a rites of passage, Gary. Well done. Of course. That's it. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think you'll see many folk, apart from the gloating Tims who are watching it, obviously, who would, who would disagree with that sentiment. Uh, right, guys, so on to today's game. John, I'll, I'll bring you in first. I mean, I mean, I don't think we could deny it was a good win. Uh, I was a wee bit frustrated that, you know, we, we pulled our first routine win out of our ass for the first time in however long. You know, once the pressure's gone and we'll probably left ourselves too much to do in the league. Uh, but I mean, it was good to, to get a routine win, you know, a good performance, a uh, few goals, uh, and maybe build a wee bit of confidence given the, the week that we've got coming up. Yeah. I'm not sure I would agree that the pressure's gone, but I know what you mean. Um, aye, it was a good victory. Um, it was a you know pretty good performance. Getting the early goal this season hasn't always meant that we've we've cruised to a four 0 win. Um, we've had early goals in other games and, and struggled after that. You know, allowed other teams to come back into it as we know. Um, but getting the early goal, I think, helped. I wasn't too impressed with St. Mirren. 
Um, I was I was at the last game um, uh, at Paisley. I was going to call it Love Street there. I can never remember what they call the ground now. <laughs> St Mirren Park. Um, St Mirren Park. Uh, yeah. yeah. To be fair, probably should have remembered that. Not the hardest name or the most imaginative. Or, or, but... or Celtic Park Light, as I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was there the last time, and they gave us a hard game. The last time, yeah. you know, we, we we had to we had to earn their victory last time. I thought today that that you know that was a team that looked like they chucked it. Um, so uh, and when I saw a bench with Curtis Main on it, I was expecting it to be a, a physical afternoon, and um, yeah, it didn't quite turn out that way. Even though we had a couple of players going off injured, um, the injuries were fairly innocuous. I thought so. Uh, overall, Colin, I you know it was a, it's been a tough seven days. Um, you know, with the best seven days that we've all enjoyed. So, it, you know, it, it was nice to come through that match with, um, you know, a, a convincing scoreline, a good performance, and hopefully gives us all a boost ahead of, uh, you know, two big games ahead. Yeah, Gary, I mean, five changes to the team from Thursday night. Holander uh, in, Borna in, Ramsey, Roof and Aribo all coming in. Balogun out, Bassey and Jack weren't even in the squad. Arfield and Kamara out. Is, is, is that the kind of changes you anticipated? Because I think at the moment, I think Gio's surprising a few people with these with these lineups and, and, and team selections. So how did you feel about the starting 11 and the changes today? I actually thought that the, the, the starting 11 today would have been a better one for Thursday. I thought it was quite a, obviously Ellender's uh, cup tied, but that was quite a, a strong team, probably stronger than what I thought we'd put out, to be honest. And 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 in terms of like say, like say Jack and 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 uh, especially, I mean not not being in the squad at all. I mean I, I must admit my my eyebrows raised a wee bit of that. I was like, oh, you know, is Jack probably just be rested for Thursday. That's that's what my, my thinking is there. Maybe Jack's played a few games, and uh, I'm sure they said in the commentary that Bassett had a, a wee knock, and was it a thigh knock or something? That he said right. it was just precautionary that he was held out for. Um, but saying that, uh, Barisic came in and done really well. I was, uh, it was like the Barisic you old. Aye, because he's, he's not been like that for a while, has he? You know, I, I saw somebody tweeting the day that, you know, we've seen this script before, you know, Borna Barisic reviving his Rangers career at, at, at St Mirren. Uh, but I, I do kind of feel, as well as he played today, I do kind of wonder if he's one of the ones that will go in the summer. Uh, I, I think so, I think there's a, a lot of them. But as you say, it's kind of earlier that when the pressure's off, they, they seem to play a bit better. And yeah. it's a, a pattern over the last four years that, and it's, it's that's two managers now the same pattern. Again, the managers are different, but the players are kind of the same. So it's yeah. maybe the players are the, the issue here. Yeah, that's my that's my thought. I know John slightly disagrees, but I'm I'm, I'm scunnered with a few of them. Right, uh, Ruth Hattrick today, John. Uh, it was a decent hat trick. He was only uh, let me think two headers and right foot. I if he'd have got a left foot in there, it was it was only a left foot finish away from a perfect hat trick. First goal came. Drop him. But, drop him. <laughs> first goal came very early on. Now, as you said before, we've, we've started well in, in, in games quite a lot this season. In fact, I'm sure Sky produced a stat today showing that we were top of the league in terms of you know scoring early. Yeah. But the game's finished at half 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 an hour in. We're Champions we, League material. Just we've, won, yeah. we've won the league already, John. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it, I mean, it was a good goal, you know. And I think we've all had concerns about where the goals were coming from. So I think Tav was involved over to Kent. Good cross in. I, I, I thought it was a good header, a really, really good header, directed it well, and a, a good way to start the game. A fantastic header. Uh, I mean, it's one of these headers that some professional footballers can make look easy, but 
you know, there, there wasn't a massive amount of power on Jamie oh, Cross. Yeah. It was it was more precision than, than power. Um and, and Roof generated a lot of power on the header and just just put it out of the keeper's reach. Fantastic header. Um Roof's one of these players that we all know there's a we all know that Roof is arguably probably the best striker in Scotland if he could stay fit. Um, you know, I, I, frankly, we've you and I have spoken about this on the pod before. I don't think Roof would be playing for Rangers if if he could stay fit. You know, Roof would be at a higher level than Scottish football um, if he didn't have the injury problems that he has. Um, but you know, a good time for Roof to find form because I thought he looked out of sorts last Sunday. Uh, I didn't think he looked match fit last Sunday. I didn't think he looked capable of playing the game we were asking him to play. Um, I thought when he came on on Thursday, um, you know, he came on at a time when Rangers started to come back into the match and start yeah. to control it. But I'm not sure how much of that is down to him. I, I kind of felt every time he got the ball, he either gave away a foul or, or, or gave away the ball on Thursday. I maybe been a little harsh on him. Today, today he was perfect. Today he had a fantastic game. He led the line. Um, you know, he scored three great goals, two, or two great goals and, and, and one opportunist goal, a nice striker's goal in the right place at the right time, pouncing on the loose ball. Um, you know, you couldn't have asked more for him. He get taken off early to save him for um, the next two big games where, you know, you really are looking for him to start producing there. So it would be fantastic, Colin, if, if he's hit a bit of, a bit of form at, at just at the right time. Um, but that first goal, um, I thought Tav's cross was um, a bit speculative, you know, really just hoping for somebody to get on the end of it. Kent did really well to pick up the, the second ball uh, and pick them up beautifully. You know, lovely goal, you know, real footballer's goal. It's quite interesting that I saw a post-match clip. Um, I think he's been interviewed in Rangers TV. And somebody co- somebody commented on the service that he got the day. He says that it was really good service, but he made a wee comment. It was, and it's about time. No, he <laughs> laughed right after he said it. But I did think, is there something in that? You know, because I, I do think he's not been getting the service. That, that you know that I, I, I do think we're still sort of playing as if it's Morelos up there. He's going to take the ball and bully defenders. I don't think the service, I know you said he didn't look fit last week, but I, I also think the service he got last week against Celtic was, was pretty poor. Yeah, I mean, he isn't Morelos. He's a different type of player. Um, and if you're going to play Roof leading your line, then you need to play to his strengths or else, and that goes with any player. You know, if you're going to play, you're going to play Sakala leading your line, you have to play to his strengths. Um, there's no point in knocking the ball up and expecting him to do what Morelos does because he can't do that. You know, I actually think Roof can play with his back to goal. I think he's got a nice touch. He can lay it off, but he he's not going to do his best work there. Um, you know, he isn't that type of player. Um, he, he's a different type of forward and you have to play to his strengths. And, um, you know, there were some frustrations on, on Thursday. I know we'll talk about Thursday a little later on. Um, I think there were some frustrations in, in, in Thursday in terms of us actually getting down and into the final third. Um, whereas today there was no frustrations you know I, I, as I said I, I'm careful I, I'm not as you know you touched on I'm not as pessimistic about things as I think yourself is and and, and, and maybe Gary is uh, at the same time that was a dreadful St Mum team that was a St Mum yeah. team that chucked it you know that's a team that they're not going to get relegated they, they can no longer make the top six. You know, they're counting down the days till they, till they, they go on their summer holidays. I, I, don't, I don't know about the relegation, John. You know, it's, they're, they're only a couple of points off that, you know, I, I think they're on 36. So, you know, they, them and Aberdeen are on 36. They, they could get dragged into it. I, I don't they think could, they're going to get... I don't see... So the the playoff they're, they're not going to get automatically relegated, no. but I, I certainly think they can get dragged into the playoffs. And uh, But, ah, you're right. They, they didn't look, in, you know, like a great, a great side today at all. Uh, Gary, as we said there, you know, we 
got the great start as we always do. Apparently, you know, we all seem to start well, and and it's it, before the second goal for a long period in that first half. It felt like we'd settled into that usual sort of pedestrian. Okay, we've went one nothing up early doors. We're just going to not really do much else and just sort of move it about from side to side. And I was really at that point. I was really, really getting frustrated, and I, I just I don't understand why would we start so well in games and then just tail off I mean last week's a classic example uh, until Ruth got the second goal today I kind of felt if St Mirren going at one nothing here you know they regroup and then the longer the second half goes on that you know the, the nerves start to kick in so why do you think it is why is it that we tend to you know we start games really really well get that early goal and then we just settle into this rhythm of pedestrian side to side not looking to kill the team the, the, the team off get the points in the bag early and, and then it end up you know I think we'll also be top of the league the, the, the team that's looking to get the winner or the equaliser in the last 10-15 minutes despite the fact that we always seem to start so well it's good to come down to the manager like the manager's surely telling them whether take the foot off the gas or whatever like, can you, you see Celtic sitting top of the league that's something that they never do they never take the foot off the gas they continue going can I, if it's two, three, four, nothing, they'll, they'll continue to get the next goal. Because we always seem to settle. Oh, I said before, even when Gerard was the manager, that I didn't know if it was like we'll try and conserve energy, but we've got the the points wrapped up, so we'll maybe sit back and just take it calm, get some subs on and that. But today, like when we were one nothing up, Jordan Jones stuck a couple of really good balls into the box, and. Oh, even though they did the trouble McGregor as such, it wasn't coming off his line. It would just take somebody out and end it and it's yeah. one each and then the pressure's back on us again back on yeah and then Aye. you see the difference just getting the second goal before half time which is a good time to get the second goal and then we come out and we can end up winning 4 none. it ends up quite comfy we can make subs we can rest guys for Thursday and it just shows you the difference whereas before we're bringing maybe guys on we wouldn't want to get game time because we're chasing a game or trying to get a, a win and that's what's ultimately cost us being top of the league do you think it's a mentality? Do you think it's linked to the fact that last season we were so strong defensively? You know, you, you could argue that last season we would have got away with that. I mean, last season we were blowing teams, you know, out the water. You know, we were regularly or, or semi-regularly, you know, four or five. I mean, I think we done Hamilton eight or nine at one point last season. Whereas this, so do you think it's linked to that? Do you think there's a feeling of, you know, that invincibility from last season is carrying over? I think, well, we've got the goal, that team will not score, but if, if it was carried over for them, surely they'd learn by now, you know, or in the closing stages of the season, surely they've learned that, well, actually, we're not defending the way we were defending last year. If we've got a team on the rack, we, we need to kill them off. We need to get that second goal and that third goal and put the game to bed. My argument there would be that last year seems to be the freak, that if you look at the, the evidence for the, the previous years, which has ultimately been the same back five, can the same spine of the team, whatever you want to call it, these mistakes and problems has been there's a, a book of evidence now and what last year was the, the one-off where I don't know how we've done it but we've got a lot of 1-0 wins and kind of hard places to go but we conceded uh, so little goals and that won us the title and then now we're back to losing the stupid goals and also we end up with no trophies again John I mean I think the second goal is hugely important today you know I think if they're going at half time uh, one nil, as, as I said, there St. Mirren regroup. Uh, Paul Robinson maybe gets in about them, maybe makes a couple of changes. Two nil, I think, totally changes the game. And it was almost like it was almost an identical goal to the first goal, except 
the other way around, if you know what I mean. It came in from the other flank and, and Ruth sort of put the direction on it into the other corner. But I mean, how, how important do you think that goal was in terms of making the second half what it was? You know, we, we came out and it, it, the second half really did feel like, you know, it was, it was wave after wave. It, it, it felt like it was inevitable that we were going to win. But again, I, I think if we don't get that goal just before half time, it, it could have been so different. Yeah. I mean, you're going to try yeah, to be positive it, here, aren't you? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can be too critical of the team having just won 4 0 away from home. Um, you know, and I caveat that with, as I said, I don't think Samarna are any, you know, I don't think, as a person man team who look to me like they've, they've downed tools already. But I don't think we can be too critical. You know, I know what you're saying that, that you know, we get a goal in, inside a couple of minutes. Um, and then, you know, there's a, a period of controlling the match, keeping possession, but not necessarily um, threatening. But, I mean, we hit the bar, you, you know, just before we scored. Yeah. We should have scored. You know, we should have scored, scored, yeah. Should have scored. Um, you know, there was a couple of other half chances that we should have done better with. You know, if we'd gone in at half time, three up, you know, we you couldn't have complained. I mean, I don't really know if we could be... Too critical of the team, but I do agree with you that this, the, the goal, the second goal coming when it did, um, changed both sides, uh, team talks at half time. Um, it meant that Mum had to come out and have a goal because prior to that, so Mum just kept the same tactics. They just kept everybody behind the ball, trying to get the ball to Jones, who would run down and try and throw a cross in. And that was their tactics. They weren't getting anybody up to support them, thankfully. Um, you know, they were there to, to try and keep it at 1 0. So I think you have to give. Um, you know, some credit to, to St Munda. That was their tactics and, you know, they were kind of working to the second goal went in. Um, again, the second goal for me underlines that the, the importance of Tavernier um, and, and getting him into the final third. Uh, I thought that really showed on, on Thursday night. I thought Braga did a job um, on on Tav. They'd watched, they'd obviously watched us. They, they, they were keeping Tav, you know, in the defensive position. Um, and it was only when we switched um, tactically switched in the, in, in the last kind of 20 minutes um, kind of went to a back three back five that allowed particularly um, Tavernier to get forward Colin yeah. and, and then we actually did start to cause them problems again um, and took the game to them and, and that was the same today you know Tav you know I, Tav is one of these players I think we will really miss when he finally goes whenever Tav retires or leaves or whatever we'll realise just you know how important a player he has been for us because I think we take a lot of what he does going forward for granted um, and I thought today his cross for the second the fact he was in that position the fact he put that cross in a pinpoint cross um, it's not to take anything away from Roof because it was still a hard header but um, that was it the, the game at that point turned so Mum needed to, to come out in the second half which opened it up for us um, and, and you're right had it gone in at 1-0 St Mun would probably have come out uh, with different tactics and it would have remained stuffy as they pushed and, and eventually didn't throw caution to the wind until late on um, so it probably changed the game as a spectacle and it probably changed the result um, but I think you have to give credit to the team for that Gary the, a couple of wee uh, negatives from today the, 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 the injury to, to Lundstrom uh, and, and to Hollander now both seemed innocuous. They're in that sort of Oleg Kuznetsov category. You know, you think there's nothing wrong and, and you know, you never see the game. Ah, well, John will know what I'm talking about. Best centre-half ever to sign for Rangers. Played two games. 
an innocuous injury and then just never seen or heard of again. I think he's in the, I think he's fighting the Russian army, the new Ukraine. yeah. So, I mean, the, 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 the one, I think that one could be okay. You know, he seemed to be, you know, you're trying to sort of gauge what's getting said between the, the physios and, and himself. And he seemed to be saying, he just thinks he's overstretched a wee bit, precautionary, come off. I thought the Hollander one looked really innocuous. I didn't think there was much in that at all. And then, I've, you know, about an hour later, you've seen photos of him. At, I think he was at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in crutches with a moon boot and all that on. After so a little bit of concern. <laughs> and that's all it is, you know, there's nothing in it. You look it's like he's made like, a sugar glass. Yeah, it's a... Uh, and it was it was a really innocuous thing at Perth that put him out for, 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 for so long. Uh, so potentially, you know, if, if those are... Well, obviously the Hollander one does look pretty bad. Uh, but if, if Lundstrom is out for a few weeks as well, that could also be a bit of a blow. It's a Lundstrom one that worries me because the the kind of position he's adopted, they drop him back into a back three. Um, I'm not sure if anyone else can kind of do that. And because we could be do it a couple of times during the game, and depending on how the game is going, it is a really good tactic we've got. And yeah, even on Thursday, can make quite a, a bit of a difference. So I'm not sure if like a, a Davis could do that or a Jack could do that. So I'm more worried about Lundstrom uh, being fit for, for the running of the season. But if Hellander's out, at least we know we've got some form of cover, whether it's Leon King today or uh, worst case scenario, Bassey can come in or worst again, you can maybe bring in Simpson. And, and in terms of that, you know, the two injuries today made me sort of wonder about the, the use of the squad, especially under Gio. You know, Leon King came on today. I think he, he showed he was capable of playing in such a game. Stephen Davis, you know, we've not seen him for pretty much for, for, for the turn of the year, really. I think he showed he was, you know, a class act. I think you could have got more minutes out of. And we've already discussed Ruth, you know, I, I, and we'll, we'll come on. I've, I've got some some stats here around Morelos and Ruth that we'll, we'll, we'll come on and discuss. So, uh, you know, is there is there an argument, you know, and if you add Aaron Ramsey into the equation as well, is there an argument to say that we've been over-reliant on certain players and not used others when, when we could have. Certainly that's been an argument for, for Van Bronckhurst. I think he's maybe had 14, 15 players and he's just constantly went to them all the time. And I, I is really buy into the, the thing of the players playing too many games. I know it's, it's a modern thing now for uh, sports science and all that. But uh, it was good today to see the game being out of sight and I'm bringing in like Davis and Scott Wright and even Sands and that, and, and using the squad, that's what the squad's for at the end of the day. Can You, you need to use the, I'm not saying the lesser players, but the, the players that will not play in the big games, play them in games like today or give them the chance in games like today, and then you're not using the, the more important players and allowing them like Balogun to get a rest for, for Thursday. So like to me, what he done today is perfect, but he's not done that up to than I was, to what I can remember. Yeah, and then today it felt enforced. You know, it was through injury. It was through injury. Oh, yeah, two of them were. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What about you, John? I mean, the three that are sticking out for me in this uh, are Davis, Roof, and Ramsey since he came in. You know, when I seen Davis come in today, you know, again, just fits into it as if he's never been away. I, I mean, I know he's of a certain age, and you probably have to. We probably played played him too much last year. You know, we relied on him too much last year because of the injury to Jack. But I look at him and think they could have had more minutes out of him. You know, I would argue the same with Ruth. And how he's and how Gio has used Van, uh, Van Bronckhorst, uh, Ramsey at times, 
has has puzzled me as well. So, I mean, how do you feel? Are you going to come out all positive here and defend Gio? Uh, or are you, are, you, are you going to agree with me on this? Steve, do I, do I, do I, am I going to defend you or do I want to maintain my place on the podcast rotor? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, no, I, well, we're having a discussion listen, Steve, after the show, so, you know. <laughs> Steve Davis is probably my favourite Rangers player of the 21st century. I, I think he's a massively underrated midfielder. Um, the guy goes about his job quietly. He's um, just a player I love. Um, I share your frustration that he's had less game time because I still think he has something to, to offer. You saw today, you know, Davis, you know, he'd one pass, he'd one bad pass towards the end where he just kind of turned around and passed it to a St. Mun player. Um, but um, that aside, you know, he's, he just slotted right in. I think he was injured. You know, I think Davis was injured. I mean, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think Van Bronckhorst just decided I, I'm not playing him. I think yeah, he, 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 did, he did mysteriously turn up for Northern Ireland and play 90 minutes. You know what I mean? But it's, not mis- it's nothing mysterious about it. Steve Davis is, has has always turned up for international. Steve Davis has turned up for international friendlies. Davis is an unusual professional and that he, you know, he has he doesn't, you know, like, when it was, it was kind of fashionable not that long ago for guys to, to particularly the, the 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 bigger players in the smaller nations and I include Scotland in that but but in Northern Ireland as well for their bigger players to to you know not to go for the friendlies. Steve Davis never did. Steve Davis turned up every time. And he turned up in this one. He got the 90 minutes, he scored the goal. Um and everything oh, we were all surprised because we had assumed that, that he was still injured. Um so clearly he was fit before that. Whether he was match fit or not is Debatable, but he was clearly fit before that. So, so like you, I'm puzzled as to why he wasn't featuring, particularly when the midfield seemed to be to be stuttering a wee bit. Um, Gary touched upon something there that you know the way we use Lundstrom, um, that that Lundstrom offers his height, um, offers us a, a cover at centre half. You know, he's not a natural centre half, but he offers us cover at centre half in a way that neither Jack Kamara or, or Davis can. You know they can't. They, they can be defensive midfielders, but they can't step back and play centre half um, in the same way that, that Lundstrom can. And that perhaps has gone against them, uh, has gone against Davis. Um, and perhaps in a three, they, they, the feeling is that Lundstrom, um, you know, offers more because of that. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to have seen Davis start today. Um, I think Lundstrom um, had had two tough games there. Two, you know, two big games. Um, and and I feel he he probably did deserve to to start on the bench um, and give Davis a run because you just never know when you're going to need um, those extra legs. Uh, it's a worry um, that Lundstrom has picked up uh, you know a strain. Let's let's assume it's a strain. Let's assume it's that. But you know with two big games coming up, two season defining games coming up um, in the next six days, seven days, then um, you know that's a concern. Um, so I'm. Um, a wee bit puzzled by by Davis, but I'm delighted to see him in. Ramsey, you know, let's all be frank. You know, you watched the game today. You know, did Ramsey make you think, wow, he should have been playing against Braga? You know, did, you know, against Celtic, he scored that. He scored the goal early on, and you're thinking, yeah, okay, this is going to happen. But you know, I, I didn't look at that and think, you know, he, he's in my opinion just now. He, we are looking at his reputation rather than his actual performances. Um, and we are thinking, you know, he should play against Braga. He should play in the bigger games because of who he is, because of what he's done in his career. I haven't actually seen much in a Rangers jersey yet that's made me think, yes, he should be in that team ahead of, you know, two or three other guys. 
Um, and, and maybe he needs games, you know, maybe, we, you know, you got to just play him and he's going to be ending he got a game today, um, you know, and maybe you, you, you get him match fit against St. Murden rather than, than Braga away. But, um, you know, that I don't think, that's my own opinion, you know, we can question the wisdom of the signing um, and with every passing week, it looks less and less wise. Um, you know, uh, with hindsight, we look at that now and we think, well, that's probably a sign that, that didn't work out the way we'd hoped. But this season isn't over. So, you know, there's still time for for um, for him to deliver what, what we all think he is capable of. Um, in terms of Roof, you know, again, Roof's been injured um, and Morales was in great form. So, so you know, again, I'm frustrated because I like Roof and I would probably have played him um, ahead of Sakala, I'd probably have played him alongside Morelos in some games, certainly brought him on from the bench to try and get him fit. Um, but, you know, he doesn't stay fit. You know, the fact that we are kind of relying on Roof for the rest of the season worries me because I'm not sure that he can take that level of, of game over that condensed period. So, I mean, we're looking at having what, you know, Braga, Celtic and then probably Celtic again. Um, you know, after the first game after the breaks, probably yeah. Celtic. So, you know, it's it's fairly intense. I'm not sure Roof is up to that physically, but time will tell. So, you know, I'm not I'm not here to say Van Brockhorst has made no mistakes because he has made mistakes. You know, he, he's clearly made some mistakes. Um, but I think those three, Davis could perhaps have got some game time before the international break because he did seem to be fit. Um, the other two... I don't know. You know, uh, Ramsey is a source of some frustration because you know there is a world-class player in there, a guy who could genuinely be the best player in their league, but I haven't seen it yet. So I can understand why he's not starting the big games because, you know, he started against Celtic, he started well, he fell out of it. Um, you know, I can understand why they didn't play him against Braga. Are you seeing something in Ramsey? Are you seeing performances yeah, in Ramsey I, that I, I'm not I, seeing? I, I mean, I... I, I, I in terms of he's moving off the ball and stuff like that, I, I, I see a lot in Ramsey. Uh, I, I, like you, I'm questioning the signing. It's, it's it's now looking like it was a trophy signing, and that money could have been used more wisely. But I, that that doesn't stop me questioning how he's been used. You know, and uh, he has, as you pointed out, he's you know he was a world class player at one point. There's maybe an argument to say he's not that now, but in the quarter final uh, Europa League. I think that's the type of game that Ramsey should be featuring and I think that's the type of game that we brought him in and you live or die by that decision. You know what I mean? You bring him in for those games and if it doesn't work, then that, that, that's just the way it goes. How he's been utilised at the moment puzzles me and, you know, people keep saying he's no fit and I'm like, well, he's not getting it. If, if, if he's no fit, we need to play him. If I'm not playing him, he's not going to get fit. You know, it, it's that kind of conundrum and he came in, he came in for Wales the other week there and apparently, I mean, I didn't watch the game but certainly from what I read, he played really, really well. So, yeah, I, I do question uh, why why he's not being used more. I, 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 I think he's good enough to get in that team. I think he could have been used more productively, but, you know, it is what it is. <coughs> On to the, the, the roof conundrum as well. We'll, we'll go on and discuss that just now. You know, he gets his hat-trick early on in the, the second half. Gary, I, I could be sort of one-two from Aribo and uh, Sakala, I think it was. You know, some good work down that sort of left-hand side. Kind of breaks about the box for a wee bit and he just comes in, slams it home. I, I thought his celebration was was like a, a weight off his shoulders and almost like a statement to those who have doubted him and thought, he, you know, they've been sort of written off. 
and as I said, he had his wee comment in RTV that, you know, it's about time I got some decent service and stuff like that. But in terms, again, of how he's been used, you know, I was, I was looking at the stats between him and Morelos uh, today. So Morelos, uh, 75 shots uh, on goal, 38 on target, uh, 11 goals, a conversion rate of 14.7%. It's 192 minutes per goal. Roof has 34 shots on goal, 20 on target. He's 10 goals, so he's one behind Morelos. A conversion rate of nearly 30%, 29.4%. Minutes per goal, it's almost half Morelos, it's 995 So, you know, looking at the numbers, now I understand John's argument here that you don't get a huge amount of games with Roof. You know, I think John's right. If, if, if he was more robust, he would probably wouldn't be at Ibrox. He'd be playing at a higher level. But given those numbers, again, I come back to he's not been used properly. He's not been used enough. At times, we've just been so reliant on Morelos. And Roof has been fit and sat on that bench and not been used or been used very, very sparingly. I think there's a, a lot we can take for this. I'm, I'm trying to, when you're asking the question, I'm trying to work out my the best way to, to put it over. For, firstly, Morelos is so vital for your team and he does a lot more than just score goals but that is also a problem and it has been for, for a few years that when he's not there and it could be Roof it could be Itton could be Stuart Umar Sudik and whoever you want to, to name for the past and we play the same way just a shudder there Gary I oh, know sorry sorry <laughs> um, but you know what I mean we, we, we play the same same way all the time as if Morelos is there and as we said earlier we need to start playing to the strengths of the players that, that, that were playing in, in that central role so the day we did that Roof scored goals he scored big goals in Europe previously he scored against Celtic previously and that's good so as long as we play to that uh, strength but uh, on the outside of that is other players have got to take more responsibility to scoring goals which happened last year and Roof, Roof had a great season last year I think he was your top league scorer but we got goals for elsewhere and that's what helped us be successful so even when Morelos was off the boil you were still getting contribution fell swear. It wasn't just relying on Roof to play a whole season, if you know what I mean. So I, I, I certainly think that he's got that ability in the world. I think he's the best, probably, penalty box striker we've got. If he's getting brought on, we should be able to change our system like we can with uh, the defence that, that dropped their back three. We should be able to say, right, uh, we're going to do this tactic now because Morelos isn't there. Because in my opinion, that's where we struggled on Thursday, is that we're playing roof, but still try to play long balls as if it was Morelos. And play his strengths, because if you play his strengths, as we've said earlier, he's a good player, and that means we'll, we'll get success. John, is, is, is there an argument here to say that, you know, last season, you know, as I said, roof, he's not as robust as Morelos, right? So Morelos gives you a huge amount of game time before he's out through injury. Roof, we know you're getting maybe four or five games out and then he's out for two or three. But there were long periods in that season last season where Gerard had both Roof and Morelos in the same team. It would, it would, is, is Roof a victim here of, of Geo Stinkin? It seems to me he wants actual proper wingers rather than bringing in Roof and using them as a winger, so to speak. So is that maybe the issue? And, and should Geo maybe be more open to saying, well, actually... Maybe if this guy's fit, I need to find a way of getting him in the team because look, you can't argue with those numbers. 
you know, a fat roof is going to score you goals. I, I don't know, Colin. I think you have to be careful. There's lies, damned lies, and statistics. I, I don't think you can compare Morelos and Roof on paper like that because Morelos brings so much more to the team. <laughs> and I, and 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 um, I just think you're. I just think you're. you're you know, to do that, you know, well, let's bring in Chris Boyd and, and compare Chris Boyd's stats um, to, you know, to, to, to Perzo's. You know, there are two different types of players and I don't think they are not, I don't think you can compare the two. I accept that, and I've said it myself, I think Roof is probably the best striker at Ibrox when he's fit. But the, the problem you have is, is, is he's not fit enough. Um, and so I think yeah, the, the, the point to, I'm trying to make is when he's fit, when he's fit, should he he's be fit just now. more? Yeah, he's fit, that, that's, that's my point is when he's fit, should Gio be using him? At the moment, no. he's not. I, I don't know if that's true. Was he not using him? No, he's barely featured. No, but he's barely fit. He's barely been fit. You know, I mean, he came in, he, he, he came in, <laughs> he came back into the squad, what, mid-February? Before that, he was injured. You know, before that, he was injured from um, before Christmas. So I, I don't know if that, if it's a fair criticism to say Roof hasn't been given enough game time. Morelos was playing out his skin. I mean, Morelos wasn't playing well until Van Bronckhorst came in. You know, Morelos's game, Morelos's performance against Celtic in the League Cup at Hamden was, was disgraceful. Uh, he had a terrible game. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know, I don't know what, what was wrong with him in that game, but, you know, he was he did a shocking game. And, you know, within, and I, you know, I was for... I was for taking them out of the team and never playing them again. I was so annoyed with them after that match. <laughs> but Van Bronckhorst and the coaching staff seem to have got into Morelos' head and he has been arguably the best um, he's been since he joined us. His, his discipline's been great. Um, you know, his link-up play's been good. He's been played to his strengths. Um, you know, I, I struggle to, to criticise the manager for not playing Morelos instead of Roof. You know, I, I just think you know Morelos deserved to keep to keep the position as our as our first choice. I think Gary's right, and as I said to myself earlier, if you're going to play Roof, you need to play to his strengths. You need to play a different game. If you're going to play Sakala at centre forward, then, then don't expect Sakala to be able to hold off two centre halves and, and and knock it out because he can't do that. So there's no point in playing that. So by all means, criticise Van Bronckhorst for doing that because I think that's what we're doing for periods on, on Thursday night. We were we were hoping Sakala would do the same, and I assumed at the start of the game that you know they must play a high line, and we're going to be putting the the ball over the top and, and hoping that Kent and Sakala can run into space. And we did it at the start, and then we somehow stopped. Um, so I'm, I was a little puzzled by that. Um, I, I think a fit roof should be in our team, but if it's a choice of playing him at centre forward or, or Morelos at centre forward, I'm playing Morelos. No, I'm not disagreeing with that. Now, what I'm saying is he's not been used enough at the right times. That's what I'm saying. I hear you. <laughs> right, Gary, it's just me and you for here on in, by the way. Uh, right, can, I, can I come in there as well? <laughs> I, I was just I, going to say that I think your system is a, is a big reason that we can only really play one striker or one main attacker. A central striker, yeah. Yeah, and when Morelos is on form, it's him every day of the week because of the way we play. And that's probably what's given Roof less game time yeah but when games are out of sight which has been few and far between then that's when I would be wanting to bring Roof on but at, at these times we've been chasing games and whatever so it's, it's not been as easy enough to do that 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, doc. I disagree, but anyway, right. John, <laughs> John, John, John said there that you know after Morelos's performance, Gary against Hibs, uh, he felt like chucking him out the team and never, never letting him back in again. I must admit, I felt like that last week uh, with Joe Rebo. I thought it was a really, really poor performance. As poor a performance, I think, as I've, I've, I've seen from him. And I was, you know, he's probably one of those few players that I was talking about earlier on. Is like. You know, there's there's a few in this group. I'm just like, you know what, I'm done with them because of the things we've discussed. You know, we've made the same mistakes over two years. We we eventually get to the the, the top of the pile and win the league, and you think like that's it. They've they've got that winning mentality. You know, now they'll push on, and then this year they've just just repeated what they've done in previous seasons, and it's kind of pissed me off a wee bit. But today, I, I thought he looked a wee bit more like himself today. And and the goal, we have to talk about the goal. It was an absolute worldly, an absolute peachy finish. And again, it's quite frustrating because you think well, that's that's what he's got in his locker. You know, how could he have known just a wee bit more of that over the last few weeks? You could say that about a lot of the players. It's this old uh, Godfather uh, meme that they, just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. <laughs> and and a, a, a lot of the players are like that with me. But and that, that's the most frustrating thing. You've seen today, there was no pressure on them. And then they, they played it that way. Joe Aribo played great. They scored an absolute scream at a goal. We know that they're capable of doing that. And that's what frustrates most of the fans. Because like last year, we've seen what they've done in the league. And previous seasons before that, and, and spells, we've, we've played well. But the, the, when it comes to these high-pressure games, last Saturday, being the, Sunday being the, the, the prime example, too many players had. And they didn't want that enough. And you think after the success... I'll see success but we won the league we'll be blowing the two domestic cups but we won the league you'd think after the celebrations and all the plaudits they go, they'd be hungry for more and I don't know if it's a mentality thing that these guys maybe they'll know they're just happy cruising, a, cruising along but as John was saying about uh, Tavernier earlier as I said uh, yesterday uh, Friday sorry I was going to go on a bit of a rant about, uh, about some of the players but can you Tavernier's such a good player and so vital to our team but he's won one trophy since he's been at Rangers yeah. and he's driving about a Lamborghini or whatever captain the Rangers and, and you're like can uh, you've won one trophy you, you've not made it at Rangers can it, and that goes for so many other players can Haribo and Goldson and Barisic can it, you could ram off a full team can like there's guys like Kurt Broadfoot have got mere medals and Tavernier playing it right back do you know what I mean and I just it annoys me so much that you know the ability these guys have got and they just don't show it enough. So I don't know if it's a mentality, if it's hunger, if, if it's just the modern day footballer that I hate. I just I, I don't know what it is, but modern football. Oh, <laughs> I hate it, especially hit England. Even worse, for England. Uh, John, I mean, I mean, Aribo last week. I actually turned to my son at one point during the game and went. When Aribo's running, it genuinely looks like he's he's towing a caravan. Right, he, he looked so slow last week, and it, it was taking him like five or six touches to. He never looked. I mean, he was in control of the ball a lot of the time, but he never looked like he was in control of the ball. You know, he was all over the shop trying to get it under. And you know, when I mean, you can compare his sort of performances since he came back to Afcon to you know his early season performances, you know, it is it's really really frustrating to to, to see that sort of dip in form but the, you know a, a, a superb finish today and a wee hint that maybe it, it could be coming into form at, 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 at the right time you know a big big week coming up 
I think Arriba was was player of the year until until Christmas. Um, he had a great start to the season, and he really looked the player that we all know was in there. He is on he is on gainly. You know, he's you know, yeah. he's got a touch and 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 vision that doesn't suit his his build. You know, he he doesn't he doesn't look right. It's he's a kind of strange but strangely built player, and I say that as. You know, a kind of big, tall, lanky guy as well. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of admire the fact that he just, he, like you say, he just sticks at a toe and the ball's under control. Um, I thought today that he did a good game today. When we have anyone who had a, you know, they all had a good game today. But uh, I thought he had a good game today. Um, his goal was an absolute beauty. A, a lovely, yeah. lovely goal, lovely finish. Um, you know, two keepers weren't stopping that. Um, it, it was, it was a lovely goal. But um, I, I was for. Yeah, I was for releasing them on Sunday night. Um, you know, last Sunday night I was furious with him last Sunday night. Like, yeah, you know, I struggled with him last night. He went Sunday. to sleep. He let the game pass him by. Um, you know, I, I was frustrated, and he is a frustrating player because you know, you know how good he can be. You know that there's there's genuine quality in there, and and so when he when he doesn't turn up for important fixtures, that can be frustrating. Um, I thought. He hadn't coming on on Thursday night um, coincided with with the game changing. I think the tactical change that we made on Thursday night with the substitutions worked. Um, I'm not sure how much of that was down to to Aribo, but him being there certainly, you know, we suddenly started to open up the right hand side again, and 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 Tav got forward, and suddenly we started causing him some problems. Um, you know, he's been he's been arguably up until the last few weeks probably been the first name in the team sheet. Um, you know, you expected to see him there every week. Um, it was no surprise when he did, but his form after the African Cup of Nations, his, his form wasn't the same as it was before he went. I don't know if that was the travel, um, just the exertions of a big tournament. I don't know if he's playing with an injury. You know, I, I just don't know. Um, but um, it was very pleasing. And if, if he is hitting form, if that, if he has turned a corner and today brings back the confidence or whatever it is that he was lacking, um, that would be great timing because a fit uh, and more importantly, a, a Joe Rebo who's in form, because I don't think there's been an issue with his fitness, but a Joe Rebo that's been in form, um, that would be great. Yeah, that's exactly what we need just now. Um, just just one thing. Why, why do you guys keep on saying when the pressure was off? Why is the pressure off? Well, I'm just saying, come on, then. Because I've been construed as a dead rubber the day. I, I didn't believe that, but I, I think it's certainly, there's maybe not as much pressure because we're six points behind. Jeez, I think there's even more. You know, we had to win today. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, really? You chucked well, the league? I've not, but I think the players have. Really? I don't well, think well, I don't the players have chucked the league. I don't think the managers chucked the league. I think that's why we put out the strongest team we could. I hope they this is this is a point I'm about to come on to. You know, we're, we're into this ridiculous. I'm amazed it's still going on. This bloody split nonsense. It's pissed me off the day one that they introduced it. Uh, but we're going into the post-split uh, fixtures, and as, as you said, John, given the the trend, you know, they always try and get the the old firm game out the road first. You know, to avoid one team winning it at the other's ground and all that kind of stuff. You would imagine it will be Celtic. Celtic Park will be our next league game. So, you know, we win that and then all of a sudden, you know, what's that? There's four games to go and there is a little bit of glimmer of hope. So, you know, given what you've seen today and obviously I think the next two games will feed into that next that, that next league game. You know, if we get a good result against Braga, if we beat Celtic in semi-final next week, we go to Celtic part five. 
does that just give us another wee bit of hope uh, you know in the last four games of the season me? John yeah you go John and I'll bring Gary in <laughs> I haven't given up hope I haven't given up hope yet you know um, I don't think there was as much between the teams on Sunday I think we were had Morales been playing on Sunday I think it's a different score um, I thought on, I mean I, I was gutted on Sunday after the game um, I was frustrated but I didn't actually think there was that much between the teams I don't think that, so that, 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 I said in the, the immediate post-match show that they were just a bit less shit than we were yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they created more chances and and looked more likely to to take them than we did. Um, and I think defensively they were stronger than us on the day. But as I said, I think that was partly because we lost Morelos and our tactics weren't right for for playing Ruth. But anyway, either way, I haven't given up this league yet. You know, I know there's six points and I know there's not many games to go, but I've not given it up yet. You know, there's still twists and turns to come. So let's see. We've still got to play them. Um, you know, let's see what comes of that. Um, but I certainly haven't given it up. So, you know, the, this fixtures coming in. I've, I mean, I've read guys saying, you know, I'll use these fixtures, use the rest of these games to blood youngsters. No, you know, you need to win. Until, until the point it is mathematically impossible for us to win that league, we got to go out there and win that. we got to go and win every game because you never know. You never know. Yeah, we've been here before. You know, we've been here before with helicopter on Sunday and all that. Gary, I mean, how do you feel if, if, if we win that game at Celtic Park and take it down to three points? Does that give us, you know, renewed hope? Or are you a wee bit like me in terms of it would be very typical of this group to get in that position, to, to give ourselves renewed hope and then blow it anyway? Yeah, they probably blow it anyway. Um, I, I was joking to my friends today that I actually expect this group of players to drop points so that Celtic will win the, the league against us at Parkhead that would just be the, the, the way you kind of end that group of players time at Rangers but um, I, I've no gave up hope in all seriousness if if we did that before can you say helicopter Sunday wouldn't have happened but I just as it comes back to a mentality thing with these players I just well, see like last Sunday I just didn't think Celtic wanted it more and, and that's, that annoys me more than anything because you know that we're a better team and it's it's, it's very very frustrating because you know how good the players are and get the performance against Dortmund and that and can he, he, that was about last month and then they'll go and play play like Celtic I thought it was kind of half arse and they've done the hard thing by taking the lead and then just blew it and we blew all these points for, for January it's just it's, it's so frustrating it's right down, down happening like it really really is yeah because yeah, you, you feel like you've been on a kind of journey with these players in the last four or five years and for the ability they've had I think they should have done a, a lot better than just one league title. I, I really believe that. Kind of like we've, the record that Hamden's up on, the, the knockout competitions have been pretty bad. I just it's, it's disappointing because I think it's a, it's a really good team that Gerrard's built, and it's just the core of that team's been together for for four or five years. And I think uh, when, when we look back on them, it'll be uh, what could have been rather than what they've actually done. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to disagree with that. Uh, looking, looking to the week ahead, a huge week, John. Uh, you know, you've, you've, as you said earlier on, it's probably season-defining. Uh, uh, you know, Braga, I would say that's more than a recovery result. My, my, my biggest fear is one of, of defending. You know, I, I, I'm, I've just never had the belief in, in our defensive capabilities this season. You know, when you look at the amount of times we've been in winning positions and squandered it and all that kind of thing. 
you know, we're conceding goals far too regularly, far too easily, in my opinion. But you would have to say, I mean, I, I also think the Europe thing is, is, has become a bit of a myth, you know, because we really struggled in the group stages. We had a really horrible group stage, you know, we really struggled to get out of it. It's, it's basically been Dortmund and Red Star. That's That's been the two sort of highlights in Europe this season. However, we're in a great position, you know, we're, we're in a quarter-final with a really, really good chance of going into a semi-final. So in, in terms of your, your thoughts on our, our chances and, and how we should approach it? I'm just funny I'm, uh, you know, I'm Mr Positive in this compared to you two but because I know normally normally I'm a bit kind of worst case scenario um, you know I think everybody who watched the game the other night could see that Braga are a team that if we play to our strengths we can beat you know they're not um, they're not as good as Dortmund they're I don't think they're as good as Red Star. Yeah, well, they're not as good as Dortmund. They're not as good as Leon. Um, you know, I, I, they are a team that if we can, you know, if if we play to um, if we play to our best and we get a bit of luck, you know, we should be able to beat them by two goals. Is, is my opinion. Um, I'm a little, you know, I'll let's see what defence comes out. I'm not sure how fit Bassi is. Um, you know, Balogun clearly isn't fully fit or else he'd have come on today um, you know so they're obviously he's there as a as a last resort today and, and I think we've known for a while Balogun can't play two games a week so um, you know we'll, we'll see what team we put out Goldson and Tav I guess McGregor will play um, and then you know we'll kind of take it from there um, and you know we've seen how Braga play and we've seen their strengths you know and we know they're quick in the break they're technical um, you know they find their players well um, they'll hit from distance if no problem hitting from outside the box if you if you give them the space um, you know lovely movement that you get from these Portuguese teams it's a lovely way of playing football but you know I thought they were a bit sus at the back they're not a big team they're one of the smallest teams I've seen in Europe it was one of these ones when they were doing the thing along I'm thinking are those two centre half giants just making the less of them look small or are they actually quite a small team and they are quite a small team um, so you got to go into that game thinking okay you know, you know we could win this you know, there's no reason why we couldn't win this. This isn't, you know, this isn't Leverkusen. You know, I don't think they're at that level. So um, it will be disappointing if if we don't take something from that match. And I suspect if that does happen, that will, will play into um, the the next game. Um, because Celtic at Hamden will be a hard game. Um, Celtic are flying just now. You know, I think we have to all be honest with each other. Celtic are flying just now. They'll go into that game full of confidence they um, having you know beaten us at Ibrox just uh, uh, you know a fortnight before they all went that game full of confidence. Um, I think um, you know that whatever happens on 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 Thursday night, you know we are going to have some tired players going into that game. You know they've had a week off. Uh, they would have had a game till since the Saturday before, so it's it's all in their favour. Um, so this will be an interesting one, and so as you say, it's season defining. Um, and let's see what these guys are made of and, and you know perhaps this time next week you, you know you'll have been proven right and, and we'll have the pitchforks out and we'll be marching <laughs> at Ibrox for, for Gio's head and um, the directors and the, the, you know everybody else we can think of or maybe the world will look quite different so we just have to wait and see um, but season defining I'm remaining hopeful Let's see. Go. Hopeful, I think, is the word they'll use. Well, but you, Gary, I mean, you know, uh, John's covered sort of Braga there. In terms of the Celtic game next week, you know, 
to me, it's a huge game for Gio. You know, there's already some supporters questioning him. Uh, you're seeing a lot of that on social media. I think he needs, you know, he needs to get his own players in. You know, it's obviously there's going to be a clear out in the summer, and you know, I think he deserves more time. But if he loses a third goal firm game in a row against Celtic next week, especially when you consider the, the run of results we had with Steven Gerrard, you know, we went two years or something without them, you know, landing a glove on us. To go from that to losing three in a row, it it, it could it could be a a tricky situation for him if he loses next Sunday. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've just been there. Last realistic chance of silverware. Can touch wood, we're still in the Europa League, but I can't see us winning it. Even if we did uh, get a win on Thursday, I think the, the Scottish Cup's probably our most realistic chance to get a, a trophy this year. So if we were to go to that, I think it's just another bit of evidence people can use to see why Gio might not be the, the right guy. I, I must admit, I've got some doubts myself. Um, I've, I've, I totally take all the the the, the positives about it's not his team or sort of the positives the arguments for him it's not his team and all that but similar to when Kishinia taking over I know it's a different time and different situation but I feel like there's alarm bells here quite early and I'm seeing a I'm seeing a couple of alarm bells ringing with uh, with Van Bronckhurst but see if it, because it's a one-off game if we could get a win hopefully a win on Thursday that will keep a bit of momentum going um can it, it could it could lift that team into a, a good end to the season, but then it could have the absolute opposite effect as well. We, can, we could realistically be sitting here saying, "Have well, we put the Europa League, put the Scottish Cup, and then Celtic beat us at the parkhead in the league?" And then I, I, I really think that the questions would start being asked of Van Bronckhurst. Yeah, and on that positive note, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we will finish. I mean, we'll try and finish on a positive note. You know. If, if, if we do win on Thursday, you know, we're in the first semi-final of European competition for the first time since 2008. And then that goes into that game on Sunday. And if we win next Sunday, then all of a sudden I think the garden looks a lot rosier. You know, you're then looking at that game at Celtic Park thinking, if we win that, there's only three points in it with four games to go and we're still fighting on three fronts. So, yeah, a defining week coming up. And uh, Colin, if we win... On Thursday and on Sunday, we'll all have semis. Let's be honest. <laughs> semis? I'll have a fully. <laughs> and I'm off on the Monday. It's Easter Monday. So bring it on. <laughs> anyway, uh, on that note, I think we'll, we'll call time on tonight's show. So a big, a big thanks to, uh, excuse me, to John and Gary for the contribution. Great stuff as always. We were live tonight, we were live on a Sunday night, but I remind you that the show is will be available to download and stream on a variety of platforms from tomorrow, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitch, or Spotify, all your usual places. As we said there, guys, a huge week coming up. We'll be with you the whole way. You know, We'll have the preview show out Wednesday for the game on Thursday. We'll have a preview show out next week for the, the Old Firm game, and then we'll have the, 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 the flagship show next week. So keep with us, keep watching us, keep subscribing, you know, keep putting the word out there for us. And in the meantime, until all that, get yourself on to the Jersnet website forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Uh, have a good week, guys. It's a season-defining week. Uh, hopefully we'll come out at the other end. Uh, and until next time, bye for now. <laughs>